0: This is Sober Reference. You're listening to a sober snack, bite-sized tips and tricks that will help you stay sober today. We share more cost-free resources on our website, www.soberreference.com, and hope that you'll connect with us on social media. Search Sober Reference now and look for our logo. For more information about today's guest, visit our show notes. We hope that you find this content valuable and leave feeling inspired to drink less, live more, and meet your potential. Enjoy. What are books that you've read that have greatly influenced your life? And if it helps you to think about it, is there a book that you continue to recommend to people?
1: Boy, when I, you know, this is a hard question because I love books and there's so many, I feel like it's so hard to answer this, but, and you can tell in my book, Glennon Doyle had a big impact on my journey and her vulnerability and authenticity and the way that she writes really inspired me to be able to write my book. So I love Carry On Warrior, Love Warrior, and Untamed. Those books um, really helped me see myself. I could see myself in her story. And another book that um, early on in the journey that I, in in my my sober community, we we talk a lot about is called The Power of Ted, which is, it's a very small little book, but it's like uh, that triangle that we get stuck in, which is either that we are the victim the rescuer or the persecutor and how to get out of that drama triangle early on in the journey. Because I uh, I can tell you with, with drinking, I really was staying in and bouncing in that triangle over and over again. And getting out of that triangle was very, very important. So I love that book. The third book, which I think is probably the most beautifully written book, is Chanel Miller's Know My Name. And she is the woman who was attacked on Stanford's campus, um, where she was raped behind the, the the dumpster. I don't know if you remember that story, and it was really about again shame and secrecy and and being Jane Doe. And she came out and said, "No, know my name, and know my story." And the way that she writes, oh, so beautiful. So I would say those three books are probably at the top. I have so many, but those three would be. Probably my favorites.
0: Oh, that's wonderful! You've given me um, two books that I had never heard of before, so thank you. I'll add those to my list. Have you had a recent purchase of something hundred dollars or less that has positively impacted your life?
1: I would say my meditation pillow. So I took a meditation challenge, and <clears throat> we would we'd had to meditate for fifteen minutes a day. And I have a monkey mind. I mean, my thoughts are swinging from branch to branch and I thought how am I ever going to do this but each day that I sat on that pillow and I meditated it I, I do it in front of a window in uh, my bedroom it slowly the the crazy thoughts slowly started to diminish and more of my inner knowing and my intuition and the answers, of what I was searching for was started popping up. And I was like, wow, there is something here. And what, what a great investment. I mean, I think it was like, you know, 20 or $30. And to sit on this little pillow, to slow down and just listen to what my body needed, what my mind needed, what my soul needed, was the best investment in on this journey.
0: How is your failure to be a normal drinker setting you up for later success in your life?
1: In my journey, um, and that's why I, I really wanted a book about gray area drinking, I was told over and over again by friends, family, and even I have a story in my book that my own therapist said that I did not have a drinking problem, which her ill advice kept my gray area drinking going for two more years. And so, this so called pro drinking normative culture out there that tells us this is normal and drink responsibly. Like nobody even really knows what that means. And no amount of alcohol is safe. We aren't, we aren't taught or warned about this on the bottles. And so first of all, I just want to say no shame if you're feeling trapped in this because it's not your fault. You have been sold by big alcohol and society a lie that this is normal drinking and it's a highly addictive drug. Um, and so I it left, you know, the gray area drinking really left me in a very divided heart and mind for a long time. I internally and silently struggled because I thought I'm the only one who can't get this together. Everybody else seems to be able to get this together. And I realized it was not me and I was not alone on this journey. And that's why I wrote the book. So you are not alone and it is not your fault, but it is your responsibility to, to look into it and to get curious.
0: Yeah. You really reminded me there that what was so confusing to me about my experience drinking is I was drinking the same way or the same amount as people around me, mm-hmm. but I had, and now I can be very thankful that I had this, I had like the soul sickness, like it, it just like was un deniable that I was suffering and I I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of other people were suffering too but no one was talking about the suffering right. we're all just laughing and drinking together yeah so I thought that the wrongness in me or the abnormality of my drinking was my I don't know, like mental health or something right. so as exactly. you mentioned you know it is an extremely addictive substance and our society and culture have normalized the the mass consumption of it. And when you go into the science, it's very clear how it negatively affects your mood anxiety, how it is a depressant, how it affects your sleep and how all these things attribute to poor mental health. So I think for me, I felt like very lucky because saving myself from like the destruction of alcohol wasn't the first time that I had to be saved. I'd had a eating disorder previously. So I had enough mental awareness to be like, I'm not going back down that dark hole again. Like I, I know what it looks like to Mm -hmm. to start to drown. And thank God, like I had that awareness. But yeah, it just makes me wonder how are how are other people coping? Because I think a lot
1: of people are suffering silently and the more that we talk about it, I love how much growth there's been in the sober curious movement and how many new studies are coming out and how the Instagram and Facebook, you know, community in the sober community has just exploded. And, you know, I loved what you posted yesterday about, you know, people who are sober influencers are taking so much time to create content and want to be in service and help other people. And so if you if you just get into the community online, there's so much support, so much data there that tells us the real truths about alcohol. And we're all posting it and sharing it and wanting to help one another. So, you know, just getting curious and lifting up the hood and saying, is this is, is this really normal? Is this really is this serving me? And if you're questioning if you are questioning your relationship with alcohol, then I highly encourage you to get on a sober curious journey because, you know, it's, it's the people who don't think about it and, you know, may have a glass at a wedding or, you know, on their birthday and, you know, really truly can take it or leave it. I was never a take it or leave it drinker. You know, I always said I wanted to go back and be one, but I never was one. (laughs)
0: Yeah, me either. I do know a handful of people who drink like that, like very occasionally. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot more people who drink like I did. (laughs) There's a ton
1: of us. And it's a huge, huge category on the alcohol use disorder spectrum.
0: Mm -hmm. If someone were to ask you today, what can I get you to drink? What would you respond?
1: Well, if I'm out, I usually say, you know, do you have any non-alcoholic beers? I I like the non-alcoholic beers, I mean, they taste pretty, um, you know, real to me. I know that that can be a trigger for some people. I think it's a very personal choice. I'm okay with a club soda and lime, uh, maybe a splash of cranberry in it, you know, but bring it in a nice glass. Um, I have found that more and more restaurants are offering zero proof cocktails, which are really fun and just make you feel a little bit more of part of the group. And, but again, it's, I really leaned on those early on. And now I find that it's like, I could, that I could take or leave. You know, it's like, (laughs) if you have it, great. If you don't, great.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And you know, that, that to me, the, can I take it or leave it was a part of my own research experiment as to whether non-alcoholic beverages aid my sober journey or detract from my sober journey. Because I had a moment where I, well, I actually like, posted on Instagram, like, oh, I'm trying this thing. And I got people very scared for my life, hmm. which I now, like, I interpret as alcohol is, is, is scary, and they have a lot of fear around alcohol. And it made me realize that I really have to do some of the work, like, internally to figure out what my motives are and how I really do respond to it mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. And some people, I read a, an article in maybe New York times or something about someone's journey with non-alcoholic beverages and how a lot of their habits with it mimicked their habits mm-hmm. with drinking high alcohol beverages. So they, when they bought some, they bought a lot. When they had one, they liked to have three or they always needed to take it where they went with them to parties. Like they just couldn't imagine being at a party without it. Right. So they eventually decided you know, it it's that touches too close to home to their experience right. with high alcohol content mm-hmm. beverages. But for me, it's like take it or leave it. I open one, I some I don't finish it sometimes, which right. like, never happened. So yeah, it's a it's a very personal journey. Very personal. Yeah, just really um, deserves its own kind of you know first. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Okay, you mentioned heart rocks. Hmm. Is there you you can kind of dive into that a little bit, or is there another unusual habit or absurd thing that you love just to give us a little snippet into more of your unique personality?
1: Yeah. I mean, the heart rocks is something that I've been, I have a huge jar that says love wins and it's full of heart rocks. And this is going to sound a little strange, but when I pass at my funeral, I've written this in my, This sounds a little morbid, but. I want everybody who comes to my my service to get a heart rock and to remember me that you know when they see a heart that I'm with them that I'm not gone that love wins but as far as something I I thought about this question and I was like well I mean kind of a strange thing but ever since I've had my children, I have got, I can't, I I, I'll drink tap water, but I prefer, prefer, and am addicted to club soda. And I know on this journey, (laughs) seltzer water is like a big thing. (laughs) I mean, I literally crave it. And so it's kind of this unusual habit where if someone says to me, would you like tap water or seltzer? I'm always going to pick the seltzer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) cannot take or leave seltzer water. It's always yes to the seltzer. (laughs) When someone asks you, why don't you drink? How do you respond?
1: I just tell them very, I'm I'm so proud in my journey and I know I'm further along. It took me a, a year to even post it on social media. Let me first say that. So, but I'm just so proud of this journey and I don't have any shame around it. And I want the stigma to be lost around it no matter where you are on that alcohol use disorder spectrum. And so I just tell them it wasn't serving my life. My life is so much better and more magical and in technicolor now without alcohol. Like I want them to be curious, like, wow, like you said, like, what does she have? What is going on? Life is so much more free without it. And the the true beauty and magic that I talk about, it never, I never saw all these things when I was drinking. I was always working off a slight fogged out shade of gray.
0: Beautiful. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Sober Reference. We hope you found this content valuable and are leaving feeling inspired to drink less, live more, and meet your potential. You can find more cost-free resources on our website, www.soberreference.com. We hope that you'll connect with us on social media. Search Sober Reference now and look for our logo. Great job taking in sober positive content today. Until next time, this is Sober Reference and we are so glad that you're here.